0: that's part of the problem is that we're being misled in terms of how bad things really are and you're right when the average person can't fill up his or her gas tank and if they do it costs them double or triple what it used to Uh, when shelves are empty I mean you know I know you've covered this but it's truly horrifying if you Google how many food processing plants have been burned down in the last year I mean how the heck does that happen that's not just uh, a coincidence uh, and th- this administration has done everything you know polar opposite to what logic would, would dictate it, it seems there is underway a controlled demolition of the dollar and i think that's really what we we should talk about and, and the standard of living in this country you know when you are connecting literally 85 percent of the world Uh, under a new system and the U.S. isn't part of it, that's not a good thing at all, so.
1: With the global economy being in shambles and central bankers moving towards a reset, it's never been a better time to protect your wealth by owning precious metals. Contact Andy at milesfranklin.com. Tell him Sarah sent you. He promised me he will guarantee you the lowest price anywhere in the country. Remember, email andy at milesfranklin.com and tell him Sarah sent you. It's never been a better time to protect your future than now. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Andy Sheckman coming back to the program. We are doing a deep dive and analysis as to what's going on with the world, the money supply, um, the new monetary system they're putting in place. He is so bright. He's so smart. And I love talking to him about this. We, we all know that gold and silver is such an important part of your safety going forward. so we talk about that a little bit at the end, but we don't focus on that. <laughs> Just so don't, don't be worried. This isn't a sales show because we really want to talk about what's going on. And I know that most of the people already that watch this show know that gold and silver is an important part of your portfolio right now. So I told Andy before we started the show, let's not really talk a lot about that. It's just not even necessary. So we, uh, we moved on and talked about other things. I think this is a really great show as far as really diving into what's going on. We look at reality. I mean, we're not sugarcoating things and what we really have coming forward. If you're prepared, you're going to be in a better position to have a soft landing or not even have a landing. I mean, you're just going to be soaring because you have things figured out. That being said, I also want to tell people about the gas saving opportunities that I have. You know, with the the gas just exploding in price, it's really smart, especially if you have a business with a fleet of cars. Oh my God, you need to be doing this. But even for regular people, I have a couple different products that I'm helping to get out there. One I think is so easy that everyone can use. It's um, these tablets that you put in after you fill up your gas tank, and people are saving on average about 20%, and they can fill up with low-quality gas. So if you have a BMW or some car that needs higher quality, you don't have to put that in anymore. Put in the lower quality. This burns at 85% cleaner so that you can put in that lower price gas, and it also saves about 20% on top of that. So this is so great, and... We're trying to get it out to as many people as possible, and so you can sign up for free to help promote it, and maybe you can make a little bit of money to pay for your gas. I don't want anybody to think this is a get-rich scheme. I don't ever believe that these kind of uh, you know companies where everybody starts selling things is a get-rich scheme. I, I just don't. It's just not the way that I, I like to promote things in general, but it is the best way to get this out to as many people as fast as possible. So if you could help promote it, that would be wonderful. You don't have to pay to promote it. You do have to buy your own uh, subscription, but you can use it and save money yourself. That's the important thing. And then if you promote it to people, you can pay for your own gas and pay for your own product and help, help people in this country get, get the Savings that they really need because food and gas and everything is going up seriously, and people are barely making it paycheck to paycheck. So this is really great. The link that you go to to sign up is govvi.com slash go slash help me save, and I'll have the link below. So remember golvigovvicom slash go g o slash help me save and please just help get this out to as many people as possible i calculated that an average person will save about $525 per pack per $100 pack that means that you're going to net about $425 savings per $100 pack that you spend that's a big deal that's about a dollar a gallon on a $5 gallon of gas gas so if gas goes up to nine dollars you're gonna be saving more and you're gonna need this more but there's other things you can do you know make sure you're putting in the lower quality gas make sure that you're going to Costco or Sam's Club if you have a membership there because their gas is you know fifty cents less per gallon also look into the snake oil product that's about a hundred dollars for the life of your car so it's it's a savings that will bring back investment forever And people are saving about 20% on their gas on that as well, but it's totally different than the Govi stuff because Govi raises the temperature that the gas burns at, but the snake oil works with the physical components of your car. And so these two things are complementary. So I'll have the link for that as well. And please just share this. Let's help the country save some money and, and have some more money in their pocket to buy food. Okay, before we get into this wonderful conversation with Andy Sheckman go to my website, sarawestall.com. Please sign up for my newsletter, share that with others so other people sign up for my newsletter. That's where you'll get all the information on the articles that I write and so forth. And also about our upcoming lawsuit it is really starting to become such a great case. We've always had the great case, but you know, hindsight being 2020, 20, it's starting to be very clear on what actually is happening and happened. And so the case is getting so strong and they, we just put the brief in. And so I'm gonna be posting that up on the website. It's amazing. We still need some more money uh, to pay for this round. So you can go to our Give, Send, Go page. I'll have the link below if you could please help fund that. I'm hearing that within the legal circles that this is really becoming the case that they're talking about. And for us to fund the next round to go to the Supreme Court, they're telling me I'm, we're not going to have uh, as many problems. As long as we can get past this round, uh, people are thinking that, you know, because it's, it's really getting a lot of notice. So I'm really excited. So if you can help us get past this phase, I think we're going to get creative and be able to get to the next phase without begging for money. I'm, I'm just so, I, I hope, <laughs> but it, it's looking really promising. But anyways, okay, let's get into this very wonderful conversation with Andy Sheckman. Hi, Andy. Welcome back to the program.
0: Great to see you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. It's been way too
1: long. It has been. I'm always like, okay, Andy, we got to get you back on. The whole world seems like it's melting. And you know what's interesting is we've been talking about this for years, and now it's all happening right in front of our eyes. and you are in the center of a hurricane right now and i just can't imagine how busy you are because everybody knows that i mean the bottom line is everybody knows that precious metals are pretty much the only safety zone right now but and so we don't really have to hammer that in but i wanted to talk about just to give some people some you know even if it's really crazy out there if you know what's going on it gives you peace right and with the the chaos of not knowing is worse than the chaos of knowing. So let's talk about what's really going on with the dollar first. And I, I want to say one thing that happened. Uh, Christine Lagarde, this was last year. She said, and I thought it was strange, and people don't talk about it much. She said, "Spend as much as you can right now. Spend, spend, spend." Which I thought was an indication that the the dollar was going to collapse. So use it as much as you can right now before you don't have an opportunity to use it anymore.
0: Well, it's also the root of the Keynesian economic model, which is based upon spending, consumption, taxation, uh, and debt. And the Keynesian model requires the consumer to keep the engine moving by, by spending. And this is part of the reason that you've seen you know, their their efforts to flood the economy with money, give people money, even to stay home and sit on the couch and be unproductive. It is the spending, the debt consumption, um, and the maintenance of, of that system through the consumer uh, making purchases that, that keeps the whole thing going.
1: But do you think, I mean, to me, the spending will just accelerate, I mean, the printing to spend will accelerate the demise it it's almost like their solution is their demise
0: well that's why the keynesian model is, is doomed to fail whereas the austrian model is based upon savings investment and reinvestment it's the brick house in the three little pigs story and the keynesian model is is the house made of straw that yeah when that, when the when when consumption and spending and the economic model is humming like we saw in the 90s and the last decade uh, it, it's great, but when things start to slow down, uh, the, the maintenance of all of the debt, servicing the debt, and, and the um, the extension of, of debt rather than building a model based upon uh, savings and investment catch up with you, and you're beginning to see that, where you know, the indebtedness is so extreme and the ability to, to, to service that debt as soon as things start to slow down, get called into question. And I, I think there, the fallacy of the Keynesian model is, is, is being exposed right now for what it is. So doesn't surprise me one bit at all. That's, you know, the, the consumer really is the focal point of the Keynesian model. And if the consumer starts to rein in, heaven forbid, save and not spend, the whole thing starts to deflate. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. We're, we're at that crossroads where um, consumers are racked with debt. I think there's fear permeating uh, the ecosystem. Uh, people are afraid. And I think yet haven't really got a sense of what fear really is as interest rates really begin to rise and put heat on what is already um, you know a, a very weak and wobbly uh, equity market where you know people's uh, stocks are down anywhere from 15 to 30 percent across the board. Um, you're going to start to see it affect things like real estate where well, we already have seen it, where with a very minute rise in federal funds rate. Right, we've already seen uh, that the 30-year mortgage double in value and home prices become the least affordable. They've been in history with really high priced houses and now the cost of money doubling in less than a year, up 40% in the last six months. So the issue is that as interest rates rise, all of these pillars of wealth, stocks, bonds and real estate are inversely correlated to that rise. And that's when fear really takes over uh, and you see uh, much less in in the way of consumer spending and much more in the way of savings. And um, I think we'll see a shift from greed to fear very quickly as that starts to happen. And that's when the Keynesian model really runs into trouble because people aren't spending, they are not uh, consuming, and they are only uh, purchasing things that they need to, not the discretionary things that we would like to buy. That's when things really start to, to run into trouble, when you have a model based upon spending and consumption. And, and this is a problem that I think we're going to run into, unfortunately, here real soon.
1: But I think the fear is, I mean, you're talking about the pillars of wealth, you know, and real estate being one of the ones that the average person gets to see, but the fear is setting in uh, not because of real estate, although maybe that affects people, maybe the wealthy more, but I think the price of gas and food not being available is going to freak the average person out. I mean, that's what's, what's, go ahead.
0: it's interesting the three things you just mentioned are not calculated in the cpi food energy and housing so that's part of the problem is that we're being misled in terms of how bad things really are and you're right when the average person can't fill up his or her gas tank and if they do it costs them double or triple what it used to uh when shelves are empty i mean you know i know you've covered this but it's truly horrifying if you Google how many food processing plants have been burned down
1: I know. in
0: the last year. I mean, how the heck does that happen? That's not just uh, a coincidence. Uh, and
1: So why do you think that is? You think they're purposely taking down the United States food supply to create the fear? Because I mean, there was just a story out yesterday or the day before. There's 10,000 cattle that suddenly just died in Kansas. How does read, that happen?
0: I read and they said it's from the heat and 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 uh, the ranchers said it would never happen that way. It'd be isolated one or two or three it's here, not all at, once? at once. Same thing. Yeah, the same thing to with chicken. Is this
1: the only time in history yeah. where it's been hot?
0: I don't understand. I don't know why they are doing that. I mean, look at all the other things they're doing. You got Biden out there pushing the farmers to use their corn crops for E eighty-five fuel at a period of time when all you keep talking about or hearing about but, is food shortages. So let's let's get the farmers to uh, to use their corn for fuel rather than using their corn to feed people. And anything that that has corn in it, it's going to go way up in in price. Uh, th- this administration has done everything, you know, polar opposite to what logic would would dictate. It, it seems there is underway a controlled demolition of the dollar, and I think that's really what we. We should talk about and, and the standard of living in this country, and I think it it really uh, doesn't center on the Fed. I think the Fed is just um, kind of a sideshow on all of this. But yeah, if you take it even a step further into food supply, uh, it becomes a little bit more scary. And you know, maybe maybe they think people are more subservient when they're hungry. I don't know.
1: Well, they are okay. The in history, when there's war the number one way that you control people is by food. Right. And so that's what it seems like they're doing. How much do you think... I, mean, I don't think they could have gotten away with it, having a Republican leadership, because the Republican base would be freaking out. Now, I would hope the Democrat base would start be freaking out because they're hurting the poor. But they are more controllable or something. I It's just... I keep shaking my head because I don't understand why this is allowed to keep going on without there being massive amount of people rising up. But for some reason, the Democrats are still controlled to a large extent.
0: i tell you why it's happening. I mean, Sarah, look look in the newspaper, uh, look in, in your local Minnesota Star Tribune. I, I look here in Florida. You don't see it anywhere. It's really crazy that you got this happening all around the country. It's well past a coincidence when you're talking 30 or 40 of these places have burned down. I mean, they just all burned down. Like, it's just, it's absolutely crazy. And yet you don't hear squat about it on the yep. mainstream news. Yep. So, you know, talk to one of your friends who you've known your whole life uh, and ask them about it. Hey, did you hear? And no one's heard about it. And that's the crazy thing. You know, even watching Fox I News, know. I watch it every morning. I wake up. They don't talk about it. So it's weird. You know, it's uh It's weird that so many of these things that are are so consequential are being ignored completely.
1: You know what it is? You know what they do? Fox News doesn't talk about the things that are undermining our society and our our country until it becomes in our face where they have to talk about it. And so they don't talk about the planning aspects, the things that are going down, until it becomes uh, more of a band-aid solution versus keeping those problems from happening in the first place, that's how they're controlled opposition.
0: Completely agree. Completely and totally agree. And it's it's a frightening thing. So, but just one of many things that are concerning right now on the on the big picture.
1: Yeah, I, well, I know. And so let's talk about the shift of the the power control shift that's going on i mean they're trying to remove the west as the base of power you know specifically the united states and they want to move it to the east now there's a big argument on whether it's a planned thing by the globalists or whether the eastern players like Xi and Putin are in on it or against it because they want their sovereignty and the only way that we can start to analysis analyze what the real truth is, is to look at their actions. Because what people say is all BS in politics. You cannot trust words. you got to look at actions. So based on what you're seeing their actions to be, what is what do you think is really going on?
0: Um, I think that there is no question but that the East wants to take over for the West. Uh, You know, if we go back a few years, we see the Chinese Belt Road Initiative. Let's just start there. The Belt Road Initiative is the largest infrastructure project in human history. We've talked about this on your show before. Uh, Again, here's something that has gotten no media attention whatsoever. Well, this is connecting 75% of human population. It's connecting Asia and Africa. The roads, the maritime channels, the bridges, the railways, these are all um, conduits that will only be patrolled by military and commerce. It is the Panama Canal on steroids. And again, 75% of human population you're talking about. And they're doing it by settling everything on the new uh, Chinese digital yuan. They've already done almost 10 billion in transactions since last year on the new digital you want. Now remember a few years before that we talked about how gold was reclassified a tier one asset. That was one of our big talking points together, you and I, and I have always felt that that was the biggest event of my career where, uh, you know, gold is levied to uh, a status that is riskless. It is on par with the only other tier one asset in the world, US dollars and treasuries. Big deal. Who's the biggest importer and producer of gold in the world? The Chinese and the Russians and the Indians, these are all part of the BRICS nations. Now, I'm going somewhere with this, so follow me. So you got gold reclassified tier one. You got the Belt Road Initiative, which is connecting 75% of the human population and settling on a new digital yuan, which has already done 10 billion in transactions. We just saw a new route open up between Iran and uh, India, just week or so ago. So now you see all these routes safe passage through past Russia into India, uh, where all of these trade routes are not only unilaterally settling uh, in currencies other than the dollar, but the dollar is not part of the ecosystem. Uh, We have the tier one status of gold that most most significantly affects the countries like Russia, China and India, who are the biggest producers and accumulators of it in the world. We've talked about what I think is probably the second biggest event of my career. And that was what happened the day we left Afghanistan. The day we left Afghanistan, in, in a rather unharmonious way, Russia announced a joint military cooperation agreement with Saudi Arabia. Russia announced a joint military cooperation agreement with Russia the next day, excuse me, with Saudi Arabia, the next day they did it with Nigeria. Now, those are the two biggest OPEC producing countries in the world. Why does that matter? Because what makes the dollar the world reserve currency, Sarah? What makes the dollar the world reserve currency? It's not that it's backed by gold anymore. Remember, Nixon closed the gold window in 71. But three years later, in 74, Henry Kissinger said to the Saudi Kingdom, we will protect you, Saudi Kingdom. And for that, you will denominate oil globally in dollars, period. Well. For the last 50 years, every country on the planet has had to own dollars in order to buy oil. And this has created a synthetic demand for the dollar. It's made the dollar the world reserve currency, right? So when we look at the relationship now that Russia has with Saudi Arabia and Nigeria, in essence, protecting them, when we look at the fact that Nigeria is part of the Belt Road Initiative, which is an extension by extension being protected by China. You have these two OPEC producing countries being protected by Russia and China. Uh, th- it is a crack in the dollar hegemony where now Nigeria, taking a step further, has already agreed to sell their oil to China in Yuan. What?
1: Yeah, Not exactly. dollars?
0: I thought it was only dollars. Well, now Saudi Arabia is doing the same thing. Russia is selling their commodities in in uh, ruble or in gold. They are just struck a deal with India just to, to sell armaments in rupee and ruble. You are seeing settlement outside the dollar. And if you wanna talk about the biggest threat to this country, it's not the Federal Reserve raising rates. Now the Federal Reserve says, hey, we're gonna to get tough on raising rates. We're gonna to get tough on inflation, right? How is getting tough on inflation raising the federal funds rate to 1.5% when inflation is at 9% which is a bunch of crap because it ignores food energy and housing the three most inflated uh, assets around. But even at using their their crappy CPI metrics of of 9% at a 1.5% federal funds rate you're still 7.5% times real negative 7.5% negative real time. So, you know, you're, you're losing 7.5% per year compounding to, to, to inflation. It's not getting tough on inflation. If they were getting tough on inflation, why did they continue to add to their balance it's
1: sheet BS. after they
0: told it wasn't transitory? If they're getting tough on inflation, why haven't they started selling off their balance sheet? They can't. But what could they do? Well, they weaponized the dollar. They weaponized the dollar by pushing Russia out of the SWIFT system. And Sarah, if you own the world reserve currency, you cannot tell people who can and can't use it because what we have That's done exactly right. by pushing Russia out of the SWIFT system is right into the arms of the Chinese and their, their SIPS system, the cross bank payment system. It's a new system that mirrors SWIFT. So let's stop and take a look at things.
1: That put the nail in the coffin, but keep going.
0: It is. It is because we pushed Russia out of SWIFT. Now, now, the rest of the BRICS nations are thinking, hmm, could this be us next? Could we have our assets frozen, sanctions imposed? Exactly. Um, maybe we ought to find a back door. So look at the things that have been put into place. Number one, gold's reclassified tier one. Uh, number two, the Belt Road Initiative connecting 75% of human population. Number three, you have uh, the Chinese digital yuan that's already done 10 billion in transactions since last year. Number four, you have a crack in the petrodollar uh, hegemony where other countries now are settling in, in yuan. That yuan-denominated bond that is paid for uh, when they buy energy from Iran or buy energy from Nigeria, it's a, it's a bond denominated in yuan. It's the petro-yuan bond, which is immediately convertible into gold on the Shanghai Gold Exchange. So you have all of these countries coalescing striking deals and i think what they will do if i had to guess is they will because gold is now tier 1 they will all pledge gold yep india and south africa and russia and china the biggest importers producers and accumulators of gold in the world they will all pledge it to a new brics nations currency and that'll be backed by gold with the immutability denoted on the on the backs of the success of the new Chinese digital yuan on the distributed ledger. You'll see the gold pegged to it It won't be convertible, but I do believe it will be pegged to it. And you can look right on the the distributed ledger and see it right there and and the Chinese can say, look, we've had great success in running up, rolling out our new digital yuan. We're now going to peg it or, or issue it as a BRICS currency backed by gold. That's fear number one. But I think the biggest fear, maybe that's fear number two, the biggest fear is right in front of our face. If if Saudi Arabia and OPEC gave us the hegemony by only settling in dollars, and now you're seeing yes. them settling in yuan, if all of a sudden they come out and they say, "Listen, we're gonna now we're being protected by Russia and China," they don't have to say that, but they know that. So we're not going to mess with them the way we did with Gaddafi and Hussein, who threatened to settle in in gold or other currencies like Europe euro. Their oil. Uh, if they came out and said, look, we're going to open this up to a, a myriad of other currencies like that, the dollar would collapse because all of the countries around the globe, you know, the U.S. represents just over 10 percent of global population. That means 90 percent of the world is holding dollars specifically to buy oil. And so if, if these countries dump dollars because they no longer need it to settle oil and then it becomes a snowfall, where, I mean, a waterfall where everyone is afraid they need to sell their dollars quick because it's, they're getting crushed. Here's your great reset happening right now. The dollar collapses. As the dollar collapses, that's pillar number one. Comes home, all of that tsunami of dollars. If you think that inflation is bad now, wait till 90% of the world starts to dump dollars. There's way more dollars outside the US than there is in. Dollars start to dump, that's pillar number one. When those dollars dump, what happens to interest rates? Straight to the moon. So when interest rates rise, there's pillar two, three and four stocks, bonds and real estate all inversely uh, um, uh, proportioned to a rise in rates. Right. So simultaneously, there is your great reset. dollar, stocks, bonds and real estate all simultaneously collapse as the dollar is, is forsaken globally and interest rates spike. There is your great reset. How could you ever do it? I always thought Klaus Schwab was an idiot when he said that. But I think about it now and it's like. hmm. You know, if you wanted to do this, all you need to do is piss off the world, uh, blow up all your assets first by easy money and low interest rates. Look at all the assets that are ridiculously priced because of all the easy money. Look, this Michael Saylor guy from Micro Strategies who borrowed two hundred million dollars to buy Bitcoin at an average price of thirty dollars, is gonna get a margin call or thirty thousand. He'll get a margin call twenty thousand. That's exactly what Wall Street did for the last several years. They borrow money at next to nothing, buy stocks, bonds, and real estate, jack up the prices, pay it off, make a fortune, and everyone was happy. Well, those days are coming to an end. And so you have asset prices that have been you know, misallocated to the nth degree. Resources misallocated to the nth degree. Price discovery impossible. Asset prices way, way up here than you. You piss off the world by continuing to inflate and then you you do the dumbest possible things geopolitically and and weaponize the dollar by pushing Russia out of swift you you lose possibly your petrol reserve status in this uh, in this folly and when that happens and those dollars come home and interest rates spike all of those sky high asset prices collapse as does the dollar. And there is your great reset where everything at once vaporizes because we've weaponized the dollar, because we've made the rest of the world say, hmm, are we next? And so they have built an infrastructure. They've built an infrastructure, not just in settlement with SIPs, not just in commodity pricing with the Shanghai Gold Exchange, but not in infrastructure. The Belt Road Initiative, the largest infrastructure in human history connecting 75% of the world. But also a digital yuan which can replace the dollar, uh, especially if they coalesce with the other BRICS nations and pledge it to gold. We're this close away from something like that happening. I don't think people realize it. What gives the dollar its hegemony? What gives the dollar its status is the protection of the Saudi Kingdom. Period. And the fact that the fact that we pissed them off and looking elsewhere to me is the beginning of the end of. of the U.S. dollar as the singular world reserve currency in the uh, the world.
1: Well, let's talk about this, because it seems like it's been planned for many years now. I mean, this is not just coincidence, all these things happening. We've talked about the other group buying all that silver, and they didn't say who it was, and it was massive. It was a huge finding that you brought out, and it it was huge. People still don't talk about this other group. And and so we know that they've been planning this for a while. You talk about the gold being upgraded to the reserve currency. But now we have Biden taking us... We were energy independent. Now, how does being energy independent... Is that a good thing with the world geopolitical situation in Saudi Arabia? Or taking us off that and then being dependent on Saudi Arabia and company, was that a move? I mean... It could be good looked at as good or bad. I mean, we want to be energy independent, obviously. But what I mean, I, I it looks like this administration is clueless. But what do you see as us going from energy independent to non energy independent? What did that do to us from a geopolitical standpoint and Saudi Arabia and the petrodollar?
0: Well, I don't think it really had much to do with Saudi Arabia because you know. Most of the oil we got never came from only about 10% of the oil the U.S. got came from from the Middle East. A lot of it came from Mexico and the U.S. and Canada. It wasn't really an issue, but it, it affects the global price of of oil for sure. And, you know, the loss of our energy independence uh, is bad enough as it is, as you can see what's happening to, to the price. Um, and just being reliant upon other countries when it's right here under under our feet is is a big problem altogether but you know that's when you look at the idiocy of what they're doing why be reliant upon anyone else when you can do it yourself we were the largest i think the largest net exporters of oil under the trump administration right now so you know you can see what's happening to the worldwide price is it this green movement? Are they trying to get everyone to stop using fossil fuels? Do they think there's some, uh, you know, uh, big um, benefit to doing that? I think you can see otherwise. And
1: um, well, and that's, you
0: know, the sad truth,
1: Go, ahead, you say the sad truth. And then I want
0: to, I mean, the sad truth of it is if you're, if you're, you know, if your main um, goal is to protect the environment, fine, I get it. But the world runs on fossil fuels and by, raising the price of fossil fuels by making us less energy independent and more dependent elsewhere and cutting a large supply off to the world. You're only cutting off your nose to spite your face. And, um, uh, you know, look it, it, logic and, and what they're doing are not, are not, um, meeting what they're doing is just ridiculous and stupid. And, it's just hurting the people in this country immeasurably as prices continue to rise.
1: Well, and prices in Asian countries and elsewhere, I mean, they're talking about $10 a gallon and and Peru had, had $11 a gallon. I mean, it's crazy other places as well. This is a worldwide effect. And all it's doing, I would think, is, is for people to want to decouple as fast as they can from the United States and any effect they have. But I am confused as to... I know they want to go green, if you will, Um, but by going green, you know, we have these little tablets that can go into your engine and it can make it 85% more um, uh, cleaner, which would be way better than any battery and anything they're trying to do. But they won't go after nuclear the same way. They won't go after actual green energy sources. They're doing this oddball And so I keep thinking, you know, this oddball strategy. So I keep thinking, are they dumb? Is it a combination of being dumb or on purpose?
0: Maybe, maybe the great reset. Look, Sarah, maybe the great reset really is for real. Maybe they want to bring America down to its knees. They want everyone to be broke. They want everyone to be reliant on the whole mother government. Um, And yeah, well. Better way to do it than to make them hungry and poor. <laughs> and you know, I don't mean to laugh, but it, it, it's just uh, it defies logic the moves that that, that are being made. Um, unless, and you like so, yeah, thing- unless you look at it like yeah.
1: that, it's the only thing. Yeah.
0: Then take it a step further and, and weaponize the dollar and really get the ball rolling. And if you wanted to bring everyone in this country down to a common denominator, you know that's one way to start. And um, and then throw know, in the vaccines,
1: because now they're starting to inject babies and things. They just passed that. So they want people to be poor. They want to be hungry and sick.
0: And, and, and even the wealthy can very quickly become poor if all of a sudden dollars get globally dumped, because that would spike interest rates to the moon in a matter of minutes. And when that happens, everyone in this country who considers themselves wealthy It's done so through their, their stock portfolios, their bond portfolios and their real estate portfolios and or the bank account that they own. So if everything, all four of those collapse at once and you got the poor that are already hungry and can't afford energy, now everyone's dropped down to the same common denominator. And that's when Klaus Schwab says you loan nothing and be happy. Well, that's why, because you're all, everyone is so destitute from losing everything in a matter of milliseconds as it all collapses like that, that They don't ever want to go through that again. And so you'll rent from, from, you know, BlackRock and the government. You know, the sad truth about this, again, is that so much of my inner being tells me that that's where we're going. But you can't really talk to people about this because most people think you're insane and they won't be prepared.
1: Well, it is insane. I mean, come on, this is insane. But I can't think of any other... Reality. I mean, it, it points to the insanity of it. It does. It points to the insane being true.
0: And maybe, maybe this is part of the big picture where the U.S. is, you know, it's it's our time to not be the the ruler of the roost. I don't know what they're trying to do, but
1: we could fix it easily, I right? I it's going to. I mean, this could, if we just stop the bullshit, you just stop and you start being, you start doing things that are responsible. And practice investing in, in infrastructure and saving and, and doing the smart stuff. Pardon me?
0: You know, stop meddling in other people's affairs. Yes. Can you imagine if it was the other way around? And, oh, my god! And, and, you know, you had, imagine it was, you know, the U.S. and Mexico instead of Russia and the Ukraine. And you had, uh, you know, uh, Russia. Russia. We're fighting with Mexico and you have Russia uh, sending, you know, 90 uh, billion, ninety Yeah. Billion, yeah.
1: 60 yeah 90, or 90, or ninety
0: now probably. Go ahead. Billion, so it's ninety worth of missiles and and uh, drones and, intelligence. And, provide, and the intelligence on where to drop them. That's that's declarational war. And, I agree. I mean, just get the hell out of everyone else's business and you can see what's happening by doing so, and I think they have. You know, if you don't think the Chinese notice this, but the Chinese and the Russians are are like this. They're coalesced, and now you're getting the BRICS nations even more uh, coalesced under a rallying cry against the West, and and this is this is not good. And so you're right.
1: Yeah, but you do know, Andy, that the Russians and the Chinese aren't natural uh, allies. They're allies because. We're acting so bad. I mean, right. you ally with people when you have a common enemy.
0: Well, and that's right. That's right. And, and I think it's the West and, and the Western uh, sanctions and the Western hegemony is something that uh, they would like to see broken. And, and you can see how they're how they're doing it. The, the the infrastructure that is being laid down, the plans that are being made, the routes that are being made um all point to, to, I think, um, a big change in, in the global, in the global, um, you know, the ecosphere, yeah, where the world order, uh, the West doesn't rule the roost, anymore. It's, it's happening right in front of us. And people aren't noticing it because the media doesn't talk about it. The loss of the dollar as the singular world reserve settlement currency, especially for oil is right in front of us. And that is the biggest event. And now why would the Fed want to do that? Well, maybe the Fed realizes that we've, we've blown up the dollar so much in terms of um, its usefulness and the respect that our indebtedness is so massive and the interest rates have been the lowest in human history that they were running out of room, that they had no room to, to fix what is uh, a growing, growing problem. So instead, they, they blow everything up and, uh, and then they start over. Uh, could that be happening? Yeah, it sure it sure feels that way. And um,
1: but but when they start over, they are risking whether they're in charge or not. They're trying to start over and be in control. And the other players, the question is because it's obviously a reset that they want to control. Now, right, but are China and of, Russia are the other? Po- go ahead.
0: Instead of the Fed being the ones doing the the reset. And being blamed for it, because as, as Milton Friedman said, uh, inflation is always, always, and only a monetary event. Meaning, it's the creation of money. It's not the supply chain issues that just exacerbates it. It's not Putin. It's the Fed who created all this money. That's where inflation comes from. But they don't want to be the ones to blame. So instead, you have a villain. It's OPEC. It's Chi. It's uh, it's Putin. It's it's um, it's the BRICS nations. Those bastards are the ones that did it to us. It's not the Fed and their their ridiculous money creation uh, policy over the last several years and low interest rates that have created City this problem. The fact that we're almost $200 trillion in debt on, on and off balance sheet combined, the game's all but over. As interest rates rise, it becomes over. So maybe they realize that. And this is their way of finding a villain and a scapegoat rather just like everything bad in this country is because of Putin, according to Biden, same thing. And, uh, it's a scapegoat. When, when things get really shitty in this country, they have someone to blame and then they'll come in with a new central bank digital dollar, uh, on, you know, on a white horse and try to, to fix everything. But
1: well, okay. Uh, but I, I and, and when they come in on their white horse, they're going to try to control the entire world. And so my question is, is Putin and Xi in on this or are these guys going to be not able to have in charge of the whole world and it's going to be something different than they think? I, you know, I, I keep no, trying West, to figure this out. US, Go ahead.
0: The U.S. and the West represent 15 percent of human population. Eighty five percent of the world is moving a different direction. And, uh, you know. The U.S. and the, and, the West, and Western European countries have traditionally had the strongest military. But you put together uh, China, Russia, India, and the other BRICS nations, and that ain't the case anymore. Uh, but what does that mean uh,
1: for us long term? That
0: means that we are isolated. Uh, we are isolated. And
1: are they um, going to take revenge out on us because we've been assholes for years? Or are they... I think-
0: the they take out revenge is by blowing up our currency, not by blowing up the world, because that, no, that doesn't no, no. do anyone good. But,
1: but are they going to treat us like second-class citizens, or are they more evolved, and they'll say, okay, we're done with this kind of abuse. You do it to us, but we're not going to do this to you. We're going to evolve as a human species and be better.
0: No, that's always a nice thought, but I think, uh, you know, I, I would like to think probably that's not the case.
1: I, we're um, going to be on the other you know, end I, of that, aren't we?
0: And, I, and even if it's not done maliciously, you know, we're not part of the party. And uh, the party's all moving that way. And we're, we're stuck over here um, in a globalized world that, you know, we're not part of. And I think, you know, maybe when the dust settles and and over time things get a little bit better. But. You know, when you are connecting literally 85% of the world uh, under a new system and the U.S. isn't part of it, that's not a good thing at all. So,
1: But we could fix this by just getting our act together and minimizing the damage and working together with people and building ourselves up. Because we have awesome. a lot of tools, but we're just throwing it away. Okay. It's like Biden and company are purposely taking down the United States yeah they could be a white horse coming back but to save us but they're not going to save us we're going to be the second class citizens
0: yeah those are all those are all good thoughts it will be great but you're right I mean we will be second class citizens and we will uh, our products will cost a whole lot more money and I think we just need to start the way that we fix things is start to, to fix things here at home and, and worry about our infrastructure here. Build our manufacturing base here. And
1: then it won't matter. Stop
0: being so, stop being so reliant on the rest yeah. of the world. And, and I think that's where we start. And, and stop meddling in other people's affairs, other countries' affairs. We have no business meddling in. You know, that's how you do it. And, yeah, it would be tough. And maybe we wouldn't have all the things that we've always wanted. Like you know, we've been able to get all these years buying cheap stuff from China and the rest of the world. Instead, you know, we, we, we rein it in.
1: Yeah, but you know what? We If we could build ourselves up and be a beacon of freedom and hope and and be better for society, and I know that might sound naive, but we we just get back to our roots of what our Constitution is and be a beacon of freedom, we will, even if we're maybe a little bit considered second class in the geopolitical world order, we'll be first class internally because we'll be treated so much. Our life, our standard of living, maybe not with things, but with other, with culture who will be so much better. And so people will live better because our culture will be better.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, I mean, that's an, I, you know, it's a, a in an ideal scenario, that would be What else great. do we have? Uh, and, I mean, that's our And best... I suppose that, that's the way it would yeah. be. And it all starts with our leadership, which is just pathetic right now. And hopefully we find new leadership that sees, you know, that's the way to go because, um, I think that's probably the best The best way out is to, is to start from within.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. But what do we do with this current leadership? Because it is, I mean, we can't, I mean, we just can't, right? I mean, okay, well, let's, you have a red wave, but I mean, the red, are they even capable? I think there, so many people are blackmailed and bought out by China and other groups that, I mean, I think that's what's going on with Biden. I think he's blackmailed by China and bought out and they're head, they're criminals. What we, we know what they did in Ukraine. Uh, and I actually think all this money going to Ukraine is a one big money laundering tool to take one last shot at the pot before all this goes down and get themselves settled in a, in a position so that when everything goes down, they have assets and so they'll have a real soft landing.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm theorizing,
1: and I don't have that much proof. I do have enough proof to say that there's a black hole, and they don't know where the money's going. And anytime that happens in history, it's almost guaranteed that there's stealing going on in mass numbers. Oh,
0: there's no question about that. There'll be a money grab, at, you know, especially as things get crazier and crazier and crazier. But um, look, Sarah, I think the bottom line is, is as well, what we are seeing is. Move away um, from the Western system into a uh, a system that'll be backed by real things, by current, by by commodities rather. Assets, and, yeah. Uh, you know, just look at yeah, you know, look what Russia is doing, and look at the sanctions. Once they they put those sanctions on, all that really did is change where Russia sells their goods and in what currency they sell in, and gold being one of them. It will, I think, people will want to. To, um, and this is why I think the new digital yuan will be, or the digital bricks currency will be backed by gold, which is now tier one, using a distributed ledger to show the immutability of it because, because of this. Because people do not trust fiat anything any longer and they'll want a system backed by real tangible things. And that portion of the world is the largest accumulators of real tangible things and the largest producers of it. And that's the problem. So
1: I mean, let's let's face it. They suffered a lot. They had the Bolshevik Revo- Revolution. They, you know, in China or in, uh, Russia, where they had upwards of eighty hundred million people killed. China, the same thing. They had the poverty and Mao killed all these people. They had. They still have communism there, which is bad. And and but they have suffered. Russia actually doesn't have communism, much as people say it's not a communist country anymore and they are a Christian country who suffered a lot, they are spiritually and culturally more advanced than we are. Russia is. When you look at their art and their literature and everything, and a lot of it is because they suffered so much. And we are a bunch of spoiled brats who had so much and didn't realize it. And now that's what's happening to us. So, I'm just worried about the aftermath. I see what's coming. I see the slow motion train wreck. I know we're going to be the second class citizens, but who cares if we become we internally fix things and become strong internally? Who cares what other people think? We'll have such a rich culture after this if we fix things that it'll be way better than it ever was over the last 30 years. So, I mean, this could be a really good thing if we fix that, because things aren't what make you wealthy, it's cultural richness and, and the, you know, other cultural richness and Christ consciousness and all these things where you grow. So that's a, that's a good thing. But I don't even know where I was going. I had a thing that I was going and then I got sidetracked with what's really going on. But let's talk about what people can do. Cause I think there's hope in all this, but people need to get through this one period and what you offer. And I've been telling everybody, I tell my chiropractor, I tell people on the streets I tell everybody I can that they need to at least get silver and you got it. And then I give them your name and I'm, I'm really serious about it. I couldn't be more serious about why they need this. So let's talk about where they can go, how they can get silver from you or gold. I always say silver just because silver is cheaper and the, and the poor man can get silver, but they're, you know, the wealthy is what it, it, but it's a lot, right? If you have a million dollars, you want to buy some gold. Otherwise your whole basement's filled with silver. So talk about, what people can do
0: yeah well you know getting out of debt and being prepared is very important in this in 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 what's coming because as interest rates rise that debt becomes harder and harder and harder to service so you know, little things that you can do is to get out of debt first and foremost let the laws of compounding interest work for you instead against you prepare have food have water have you know something to protect your family with um take the time to do that. As far as precious metals are concerned. Yes, our new interactive website is about 30 days away from rolling out maybe 45. In the meantime, all they would need to do is send us an, an email at info at miles Franklin info at miles Franklin and Sarah sent me. We'll make sure your listeners get the best price in the country and, and our personal attention. Um, and as we've talked about before Sarah, this is a federally non regulated industry. I moved to Florida, but my corporate office is is back in Minneapolis. It's the only state in America that regulates what is federally non-regulated industry. We are licensed and bonded. Maybe one of the only, if not the only major precious metals company in America that is. Most companies have boycotted Minnesota for this reason, because it's the only state that will go after a company if they're not licensed and bonded in the state of Minnesota with the Department of Commerce. Most states say, you know what, screw it, I'll work in every other state because the licensing, the bonding, and the background checks annually are enough to make other companies online say, you know what, forget Minnesota. What that means is we're held to a much higher standard. So all they need to do is send us an email, for now, until our new website is done. Info at Miles Franklin, Sarah sent me questions, put them in there. I will send you an inventory. We'll have someone follow up with you by email, and if you'd like, by phone um answer questions without obligation make sure they get the best price in the country and we look at gold and silver not as an investment we look at it as wealth and if what we've been talking about comes true you want to have real wealth you don't want to speculate you want to have a foundation of real wealth um that is detached from the western that's right
1: nothing else at this point that is is safe to this degree. I mean, maybe I, land or something, but nothing like precious metals.
0: I agree. I agree. And you know, land is, it, it, it when interest rates rise is land really a good value. Uh, land prices have been pushed up so high yeah. that when rates correct, that land becomes harder and harder and harder to purchase for, for most people. So, you know, while having paid for a property is a good thing in general, Uh, I think to protect you from what's coming it better be paid for and not and not uh, mortgaged if you're not able to service that mortgage and and number two you know uh, having some some form of of exchange and that would be in gold and silver uh, that would be detached from the dollar. Uh, The you know having some non dollar denominated wealth and liquidity uh, is important and so look at gold and silver as wealth not something to get wealthy with, but as wealth. And it's been that way for 5,000 years. That's the way I look at it. And um, I think it's much easier to look at, at the world through this prism if you look at gold and silver as wealth, not as an investment.
1: That makes sense, because then you'll be dis- you won't be disappointed. You'll just be happy that you uh, saved your assets and what you did have. Well, thank you, Andy. We have to have you back on a regular basis now with everything going down to bring clarity. I know it's hard. It's difficult, but you bring clarity like no other. And I think it's important that we keep talking about this. So thank you so much and go enjoy the beautiful weather in Florida. Although I think it might be a little better here because it's not as hot.
0: Well, you know what? Actually, I was in Minnesota last week and it was hotter uh, there yeah. a couple of days ago than it it's was here. It's supposed to here. be hundred so on Monday. Listen, ah. Sarah, I'm always here for your people. We've had the good fortune of working with many of them and we love the opportunity. And I love being on the show with you. You're like no other. So not only would I like to come on regularly, but I'm also just a phone call away. If there's ever anything you need me to jump on for, I'm happy to do so. In the meantime... I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great weekend, a great summer, and uh, until next time, I'll look forward to picking up where we left off.
1: Okay, great, Andy. Thank you so much.
0: Stay well.